Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. I am Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I'm joined with the beautiful Mrs. Tobacco, Nicole Tobacco, Smokin' Nicole. She's here with us once again. Um, we've got another show for you tonight. I think uh, I don't think he's uh, muted, by the way. Oh. We might have to uh, we might have to do that real quick. That's okay. While we do our little intro here. That's fine. There we go. All right. Thank you. We have a guest here, but we're we're changing up the flow of the show a little bit. Um, and so uh, we're not going to bring them on right away. Um, we have a couple of things we have to announce. So uh, I'm just enjoying my coffee here, which Nicole made. In our house, we we really enjoy Nespresso. So there's our there's our shameless plug for Nespresso. We do love Nespresso. I mean, it's really Nicole's thing. I still like to do my drip coffee. Um, but and Nicole does her uh, Nespresso. But from time to time, I mean, she gets a couple of good pods that are pretty good. So uh, it was coffee was definitely warranted. So this is a nice, what is this, chocolate fudge? What did you do? You have chocolate fudge and I have pumpkin spice. Mm, this is really delicious. Because I'm pretty basic, so. Mm. <laughs> this is good. I'm not going to lie. It's better, than, it's better than my coffee. But that's neither here nor there. Um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about before we get going is, um, I'm going to pull it up right here. I have a couple of things oh, here yeah. from our friends at J.C. Newman. It is officially Oktoberfest, or as they call it, J.C. Newman, Bricktoberfest. These awesome boots, these glass boots um, that are out there. And they upped their game from last year. Last year, it Those was are just way nicer. the Brickhouse symbol on the front with, like, 2022. This year, it has, like, a full color on the front of the boot. I didn't even open this yet. <laughs> I wanted to save it for the show for dramatic effect. So, These are the 2022 Brickhouse Cigars. Yes, I'm excited to try those. And there they are. Ta-da! Boom. These just arrived today. Uh, so, they are also holding a social media contest. There's the box right there so you guys can see it. Uh, it's a 10-count box. Bricktoberfest 2022, the fifth anniversary, handmade Nicaragua. Uh, J.C. Newman has also announced a social media contest to coincide with Bricktoberfest. When you participate on social media, you can win. A Bricktoberfest grand prize, retail value of $340, with two ways to win. One, follow J.C. Newman on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and post a picture of yourself enjoying a Brickhouse cigar with the hashtag Bricktoberfest2022. Instagram story and submissions do not count. Follow or Number two, follow J.C. Newman on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, find our weekly Bricktoberfest post and tag three friends with who you would enjoy your winning prize. The more ways, The more ways you enter, the more likely you are to win. Each option gets you an extra entry to be a winner. So check that out, guys. It is Bricktoberfest. Yep. Get your boot on. Get your boots. <laughs> das Boot. Uh, very exciting stuff. Um, and, yeah, Nicole's right. The boots we got last year. I mean, the boot is cool, but the boots this year are nice. They upped their game. They did. They did. It's nice. They got some. They updated their game. Oh, it's been an exhausting week. So busy. We have some news we got to get to at some point. We got uh, Alec Bradley's got a new cigar. Um, sampler set that's going to come out. I'm going to tell you guys more about that later. Uh, we have a guest on us with us tonight. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone who smokes cigars has not only heard of this guest, but if you ha if you hadn't before, you have in the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, a lot of, lot of news surrounding this guest this week. So um, 
you know, and we'll we'll ask some questions on that. But you know, really, the the focus. Just my disclaimer before we get into the show is my main focus is to talk about the cigars that he makes. Uh, he debuted a new cigar at the trade show this year called the Mas Igneous, which was um, amazing, a fantastic yep. cigar. I that's. That cigar is amazing. So much flavor. It was just, I just remember smoking and be like, this is delicious. Uh, there's a wine also, the Masignius wine. We're going to talk about that and yep. we'll let him get into that. But without further ado, we're going to bring him on. It's Mr. Luciano. Luciano Cigars, formerly of Ace Prime. Luciano, welcome to the Smoke and Tobacco Show. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Amazing to see you. It's great to see it you. It feels like to yesterday. I know. <laughs> the time goes so fast. Before we know it, TV it will be here. I know, I know, it's yeah. coming up quick. Uh, well, before we, as we do our cutting and lighting for the show, as our guest, what cigar are you smoking with us tonight? I'm smoking uh, a cigar that Ernesto Carrillo sent to me. I have no idea what this is. Ooh, interesting. But this is gonna be my uh, my my uh, first cigar of the night. Then I have here. Uh, the dreamer. Ah, nice. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff here. You know, let's see how it goes, and then I'll, I'll, I'll decide. You know, absolutely. I haven't. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm good to smoke cigars right now because I was in an airplane, you know, for a long time, and, and, you know, airports and stuff where you cannot smoke. So I'm, I'm having a good time right now. Yeah, you were itching for a cigar. <laughs> I am. Uh, Nicole, you are smoking um, perhaps, I think, one of your favorites from Luciano. That's the Fiat yes. Lux. This one is amazing mm. as well. Um, that actually was the cigar. So after the trade show last year is when we had went around and we had saw I don't think we got to meet up with you at last year's trade show, but somehow we got the samples, I think, when we were at the booth. <laughs> and... Um, we came back from the show. We were just kind of going through everything, and we were smoking through some of the samples. And she was the one who pulled it out, smoked it, and was like, "Did you have the Fiat Lux? That's one of my favorite cigars from the trade show." And I was like, "Wow, really?" And um, that was like one of the ones she was she was talking about all after the show last year. And um, then it was like, "Hey, we got to get Luciano on the show. We got to get Luciano on the show. Like his cigars are great. Um, I tried them. They were cool. Uh, very very good cigar." Then we saw you at TPE. And we got the Dreamers and um, smoked the Dreamer for the first time. And, and the Dreamer was great. This year at PCA, you come out with the Mas Ignea. So you've been busy. You, you've had a lot of cigars you've come out with. And you made a lot of good ones, too. And I'm going to smoke the Dreamer with you tonight. I'm going to smoke the Hermoso number 4. Uh, if you head to twoguyscigars.com, you can buy the cigar for $12.19. Um, and that is at the number 2guyscigars.com. Uh, so I'm going to light that up, and I'm going to light it up with my Cigar Blondie. I'm going to cut it with my Cigar Blondie cutter and my Cigar Blondie lighter to get this thing going with the signature Blade Flame from Cigar Blondie. Head over to CigarBlondie.com to check them out. Available in three amazing finishes. So, now that we get this thing going, we got this on the road. Luciano, first things first, I'm going to get this out of the way so that we can really enjoy the rest of the show, Okay. Um, <laughs> just, I just, that's, so that's, the, that's the best way I'm going to put it to you. Okay. <laughs> Let's get this oh out of the way. God. Let's get this out of the way. And then we can move on. Cause I have some questions about your actual cigars. Uh, obviously one of the big things in the news recently is, uh, you, you 
your partnership with Crowned Heads um, is is coming to an end November first. Um, you know, it, it, to me, it, it was kind of it was abrupt. I saw, I remember seeing the news come across my desk and being like, "Oh wow, that's crazy." Uh, it seemed like the, it seemed like such a great partnership for you guys, um, you know. And it, it was just shocking to see. Um, I know that you you guys have both made some statements on each side, but you know, like, was this was this really as abrupt as it seemed, or is this something that had been going on for a while? Um, just kind of like, how long had, were you in that point of like, you know what, I think we're done. Yeah, that's that's a tough, tough question. I think we uh, we both knew that uh, the day was coming. I think there were some uh, uh, again business uh, just different visions of the business, you know, in, in some fronts. But we knew that we would uh, you know have our, our our own distribution, and they knew it as well. Now, when when you say like you know that uh, it was abrupt i think in a sense you're right i think it was abrupt uh just because of some you know business tensions but you have to we have to understand that we uh you, you said something like that this partnership was was beneficial for us right yeah i think it was it was beneficial for us as, as it was beneficial for them you know uh in a, in a time, and we're talking about doing COVID, with most, if not all, the factories that uh, they work with, they are not producing, and they have no products to sell. We're talking about a almost two-year gap where uh, we kept producing uh, and producing heavy. That we're talking about Juarez, Mildias, uh, the top-selling cigars, you know, in a in a very large large quantity. Right. So I think. Uh, it was beneficial for uh, both parts, and I think uh, both parts recognize that. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I guess it's. It, it you know, John Carney. I, I assume you know John Carney from La Florida Dominicana. Um, I do. We, we we fish together every year. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So you know, we and Coop have a show, uh, the Spare Note series on every other Saturday night and we were talking about it and you know it's funny Coop said this too it at one time Carney had made a comment on the show um hey you know it's part of doing business um you know it, with some kind of particular thing we were talking about but he Coop actually was one of he's like it's like Carney says and this kind of applies you know it's it's a cost of doing business you know sometimes things happen sometimes they're ugly sometimes they're not sometimes things happen last minute some things are planned out um, but it, it's it's at the end of the day, it all boils down. That's part of doing business. Things change, relationships come and go, um, you know, whether for better or worse. Uh, and it's sometimes it's a challenge, and a lot of times the way that you respond to that challenge is kind of what reflects on you the most. And um, you know, we like like I've said before, I wish both sides nothing but the best. Um, wish you nothing but the best. You've made some other changes since then. Uh, you guys have gone from Ace Prime to Luciano. Uh, premium cigars and you've also you've hired ed trevino as your new sales director which is awesome and i know ed is is in the comments he's watching with us tonight so uh just a shout out to him thanks for being here um i think he commented along the fiat lux is fire which is true that's a very true statement so um <laughs> yeah. I, I i just love that man man i think uh ed trevino is one of the greatest uh shoes of this of this industry and i'm honored that he's he's working uh, uh with our company I'm, I'm, i feel privileged 
yeah, no, someone like him on board. Yeah, it, 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 it was, uh, it was great to see, you know, I, um, I saw that come across and see you brought him in and, uh, I, I met him before a few times and he's, he's a nice guy. He's a great guy. Uh, so it, it was nice to, nice to see you bring him in. And it was also just another sign of, you know, just kind of, you kind of, you know, building up what you got going on. You know, you have a new sales director and, um, on the, I did have a question though on the name change. Uh, did, was the name change already coming or did that have something to do with the distribution change? No, the came the name was already coming. So okay. I think I, I, I told the story, uh, on the, on the dojo show a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, we did a research. So we, uh, we have this amazing guy that's been working with us for a long time. Uh, Mark Reddy, he's, a he's one of the greatest out there, um, on, on the marketing side, he does, he works, he's the vice president of a very large PR company called Pinkston. And, uh, this guys do a lot of marketing research too. They start doing a lot of research on, uh, not just digital impressions, but also cigar lounges, cigar stores. So they will go in and basically, you know, get a sample of each state to see, uh, what people would connect, uh, our brands to what kind of what kind of connection they have when they smoke the Fiat Lux, for example, uh, do they know where it comes from? You know, uh, and we realized that not many people really connected uh, Fiat Lux to Ace Prime. You know, mm -hmm. they would say, "Oh, this is uh, this is Crownheads, or this is Luciano, or this is from you know." So they uh, the the Luciano was always the the most uh, you know on the top. Uh, list of 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 this uh, connections, you know. I mean, uh, and and they basically, you know, suggested that we rebrand Ace Prime into Luciano cigars, and that's how it happened. You know, this wasn't a plan uh, for a long time. Talking about something that we start working on last year. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I, I was curious about that. You know, just obviously, you know, given the timing, but. Um, no, it's it's nice, and I I like the name too. It's it's your name, you know. What I mean, it's the thing about cigars. I mean, really, any business. Anytime you have a business, you have your name on it. Like it's 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 more important because it's like it's your name. But at the same time, the cigar industry is one of those businesses where I mean, it's a lot of family-owned businesses. A lot of it's a lot of family names, and you know, Ace Prime was a nice name, but I mean, I think Luciano Cigars definitely has a better ring to it. Um, and it's and it's you, it's you, it's Luciano. <laughs> what what I, what I can tell you is, it's it's kind of weird, you know. It is it is weird. It's something you have to get accustomed to. Um, when I said in my quote that I was not there for the glory, I I meant it because it's hard for me to manage that. Uh, uh, and second, because my kids they keep bullying me about it now. They bully. So I have you three about daughters. It. Yes, they do all the time. <laughs> what are they like? Oh, wow. You named the company after yourself kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, they know the story. It's, it's more like they keep making jokes like, uh, you know, I, I love to fish. And then uh, one of them will come to me and say, hey, dad, you know, you should launch uh, Luciano the Fisher uh, or Luciano the Singer or Luciano the whatever. So they keep like, you know, making jokes about uh, our brands, making jokes about everything. Which I, I like it because, uh, you know, it, it takes me out of that kind of, uh, it, it, it keeps me, uh, it keeps my feet in the ground. Let's put it this way. I have a wonderful family, man. Uh, that's one of the things that, um, I think this is the first time I say this publicly. 
but my wife is uh it's going through a lot she's uh, she's treating cancer and she got a surgery that she did really uh, a few uh actually last month and what is very painful is that uh some of this uh you know crazy business disputes happen uh with people taking the opportunity that, that i was with her and out of uh certain circles uh to act and that was that, that was the 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 that was really low of course you know and that uh was a little discouraging but at the same time uh being being with her and the way she's fighting everything and the way she's supporting helping me it's just amazing you know she uh she even went to nicaragua because she wanted to rest we have a house there she wants to stay there for a little bit recovering from the surgery so i had to go to germany for the inter tobac and a lot of things happened she had to held uh to hold everything on her own and, and make decisions she had like the power of attorney from uh, me and Tiago. She was like, she was doing a lot of stuff and she just kind of had a surgery like two weeks, two weeks before. And now she's going through another surgery and now she has, you know, radiotherapy coming. She has a lot of uh, challenges, but she's a fighter. I, like, again, I have this amazing family uh, and uh, my wife is extremely supportive of everything, you know, and I'm supportive of her stuff. She's my hero because she's, uh, She's very much involved into uh, nonprofit. Uh, so she actually works for one organization that fights human trafficking. And even with all the situation, like she's still working. She's now in Colorado, uh, working, and you know, she has a very tough job. She trains law enforcement to fight human trafficking. So it's a it's a crazy job. So that that woman is, has this amazing. Uh, uh, strength and courage. So it's funny because she's the one going through all this, uh, but she's the one that is, uh, you know, supporting uh, everything that we do with the rebranding, you know, even the challenge that we're facing. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I think that's kind of comes to my mind right now, you know. Um, this morning, uh, for the entire morning, I had a synesthesia attack, like really, really hard. Uh, and, you know, I was talking to her and said, I have this show, I have to do this, I have this meeting, I have this other commitment. And she's always like, how are you doing? You know, sending text messages. What time is what time is the show? I'll be praying for you. Or, I'm thinking about you. And she's, she's tremendous. That's, I mean. I don't even know how I got here, but uh, I just felt like I should share that. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. First, first of all, first and foremost, um, <laughs> Our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family, with your wife and her cancer. That's that's obviously a very difficult yeah. thing to go through, and uh, nothing nothing but love and respect to you guys, and 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 um, and thoughts and prayers for you guys. I mean, that's of course that's that's very difficult, and and we you know we hope that you know she pulls through and she fights through this. And you said she's a fighter, which is great. That's one of the best things is. You know, she's got some determination, yeah. but, but no, thank you for sharing that with us. And, uh, and no, it, it's great. And it's, it's nice when you can talk about, um, you know, your family and, and kind of how they, they play into what you do. And, um, you know, a lot of times we have people on the show and that's a huge part of the conversation. It's always them telling us about how their family is involved and how their family supports them or things that they do with them. Or, you know, sometimes it's, you know, family coming to work in the business too. And that's a whole aspect of it too. So it, it, it's nice to hear those stories and, 
I think other people who listen and watch the show uh, and enjoy hearing that too, because it's um, it is it's personal, it's special. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. That's that was that was that was really nice. Um, I kind of feel the same way about Nicole. She's uh, she's she's the one that she's you know she's my hero too. She's uh she's yeah. usually the she's usually the stronger one out of the two. Not that I'm not strong, but she's you know she holds the glue <laughs> together. You know what I mean? She's she's the glue yeah. for us. Um, but no, I um I didn't I didn't want to spend this too show, much. This show is becoming very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I love it. You know, I mean, let's I talk did. about family. That's awesome. I I know. I, again, I'm not avoiding the questions. By the way, so I, I have a there's a question here from Skip, asking you know where, where's the beef? What's your next release? I have no problem talking about that. Oh, the beef, you know, I think is is something that, uh, again, I we have to be careful, right? Because we do have a business dispute or something. And hopefully, this will be be gone, you know, in a, in, in a little bit, in a little while. But uh, I, 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 you know, I wish we could talk about it. But actually, I, I'm I'm itching to talk about. It. Yeah, uh, but my but we have you know, unfortunately we have attorneys and that, that kind of stuff. It's it's hard to uh, to talk about things without maybe getting to technicalities that you're not supposed to get into. And but when it comes to the the new releases, which is the nice part I like to talk about, um, it's been a very creative season. Let's put it this way. I think I I have. Uh, we have been blending. I have been blending a lot for the past two weeks, so it's it's quite interesting, you know. That there'll be some some interesting news coming very soon. What I can guarantee to you, Skip, is that we'll have we have a lot of good stuff coming out. Yeah, you had said that you would uh, you were on a plane before the show. You told us you were just coming back from Nicaragua, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. Uh, you know, uh, which is I'm not going to address. Uh, I'm not going to address issues, you know, but it's funny how people talk shit. Like, I heard so many stories, brother. I heard so many stories, like crazy stories. About you? Know. you? Uh, yeah, about me, okay. you know, about uh, about things in, in Nicaragua, so, which are, you know, but anyways. But, you know, while people are speculating and thinking, you know, stupid things, uh, I was there, man, uh, Basically, blending and, and and making cigars and uh, renewing some contracts for uh, for our farms. Uh, we expand. We double the size of our operation in Jalapa uh, for this year because uh, you know I'm not, I don't I don't know if many people know this, but I come from uh, from the opposite side of the of the chain. So we start growing tobacco first, then we went to manufacturing and to blending. So the uh, growing tobacco is a big part of uh, who we are, you know, and what we do. Yeah. It's a passion of mine too. So we are very much focused on like the new season uh, and to innovate a couple of things uh, on the fermentation process, uh, developing new products for this year, for next year. I'm really, one of the things I learned too in my, in my family, you know, uh, and I keep kind of alluding to my grandfather, but that was the man who raised me, right? He, uh, he always said, you know, keep a part of your brain always clear for your creativity. Don't don't occupy your mind, uh, you know, just trying to solve problems. You have to be disciplined to always, uh, you know, never shut down, you know, uh, 
the your creativity you know that part of your brain where you think about new ideas but you develop new new products you know so and i, I try to really uh you know uh, remember that and and practice so every day no matter what what kind of meetings i have or if i have a meeting with an attorney or if i have to kind of deal with something uh, I'm always at least 50% of my day is creating something. It's 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 putting, it's putting my hands on something. Yeah, exercising your brain, thinking, making something, creating something. It's it's good for the mind, really. Um, and it's yeah. it's it's funny when we have these, we have people on, and it, it's always interesting to hear like, what are they what are they creating? What are they what you know? And you hear a lot about it's not just about what have what have i created that was successful right a lot of times i like to hear the stories about what what did i try and it didn't work right um how many you know it's like it's like how many blends you know like steve Saka was on the show last week and you know and steve's one of those people who's notorious for you know, always changing the blends he's never he's never fully satisfied right he's always like ah, i gotta rework it again and and uh and last week yeah. one of the things he telling us was like how um you know, he has so many test blends made at the factories. He's always, he, he orders like five times as many test samples than most people. And he's like, cause I just, I need to, I just, I need to have plenty. And I'm always changing my mind and I'm always, uh, it, it's, it's, so it's, it's interesting when you speak to people like that, like him and like you and, and people who, whose mind it's, the mind is always working. It's always thinking. It's always like, what, what, what do I change? What do I do? I have a new idea. What do I do with that? And then, oh, I have an idea to change this. And, um, I, I just, how do you remember it all? That's what I want to know. How do you remember it all? I mean, I'm sure you sit there, you're having a cigar, and you seem like you're relaxed, like even now. But I'm sure in your mind, you have like five new ideas, and it's like all these things that you, when you get back down to the factory, you're like, I got to do this, I want to try this, I want to try this. It's like, how do you even remember all that, all those ideas that you come up with? Yeah, you know, I part of me is very uh, disorganized. Sometimes I just don't remember, and then I have to kind of revisit things. <laughs> uh, part of me, part of me is very disciplined too. Uh, when when comes to my when comes to my condition, I'm a very I'm very disciplined because I know if I don't take care of it, it can, you know, it can go south. So I I um, what what I try to do, brother, is. Uh, Again, you know, if, I, if I'm blending something, uh, you know, that I think it's uh, it's worth of of becoming a product, you know, make sure make sure you uh, you focus on that, get different versions of it. Uh, you know, I I it's just uh, again, it's it's part of my my day to day. It's uh, again, I I just got this text message from from Ed and say, oh, it's so awesome you focus in the future, but uh, you know, don't don't. Don't keep bringing things from the from uh, from the past and stuff, but you know I have to address these things. Otherwise, I'm not being myself. You know, I I, I can say that, and I told you this before the the the, the, the show started. Yep. Off record. Mm -hmm. So I'll say live now. When you ask me, oh, is there any question you know you want me to avoid? What was my answer to you? Uh, it was no, not really. Uh, and you <laughs> said I don't really shy away from the questions. Um... And mm -hmm. I said, okay. And I said, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I I don't. So I, uh, I I like to respond to everything, you know. And I I, I, I like to be known by someone who uh, doesn't make shit up, mm -hmm. doesn't lie. That's that's something that I told the, the dojo, and I'm telling here again. Uh, which you know, if he bites me back in the ass, or you can confront me anytime and say, oh, but you said this. It wasn't like that. Uh, 
and that's why I feel comfortable saying this in a in a in a life that will stay here forever, right? Right. So, I uh, I was very sad last week, man. I was really upset. I was upset and sad because I see, I saw a very good friend of mine, you know, of years. Which, by the way, he doesn't know anything that's happening. He's just buying a version of uh, what's happening. He doesn't know the, the real deal. Uh, you know, almost like saying, uh, you know, uh, that I was not the blender behind uh, our products. And I would like to take this opportunity to t- say this in your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not one single product that came out of my factory two crown heads that wasn't blended by me and me only so with that we can move on you feel <laughs> like you've, got you've, 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 you've gotten it off your chest you've cleared the air like it's just you've let it I out got, <laughs> i got it on my chair i needed to do that i needed to do that because i was uh i was a little a little disappointed to uh hear what i heard and uh and again I'm 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 actually directly speaking to him right now. Say, brother, you know you, you know you know the truth. So, I um, <laughs> I you know I just I, I have to say you know on the on the personal side, I'm sure anytime anyone goes through um something like this, like there's a business part of it, but it's all it's also personal too, you know, for both sides. And so I can imagine the just the the personal emotional, you know uncomfortability that obviously it must be feeling and and and, and, it, and it's not great and, and 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 it's stressful and it's maybe it makes you anxious yeah. uh, i get it and you know and i think just for the sake you know everyone else who's watching and listening and you know who's been following the story it's like yeah you know it look there's a business aspect of it um obviously you know in the media you know it's our job to cover it and ask the questions you know like we t- talked about and but you know this is there's also a there's also a personal side for this for you and for them. So, um, you know, it's, and it's yeah. difficult. And I think well, to, listen, to an extent, I think we have to remember that and to respect some of the privacy too. Yeah. I, I always try to see things also as an opportunity, you know, so what, what is exactly, I, I believe in God, right? It's not a secret. Uh, I try to see what is actually that's there for me to learn or it's there for me to shift. It's there for me to change. I was asked this question many times, like, you know, do you think you made any mistake? Do you think you've done anything? I said, well, if you, any human being who says that he never made a mistake or he's not making a mistake uh, in, in probably daily, he's lying. You know, there's, there's no no such a thing as a perfect uh, human being. Uh, of course. The only, the only one that's perfect is God, right? So I, uh, I believe that I've been putting a lot of effort, a lot of effort, and do the right thing, you know, and uh, and, and walk the extra mile, and, and, and do and make the best decisions. So I'm, I, I I can tell you that I am very comfortable with uh, uh, my intentions. Although people say that the hell is full of good intentions, right? Uh, but I I mean it. I I, I want to uh, do things, you know, right. And I think we are. And I think there's something beautiful that's being that's uh, that's actually uh, uh, rising from from all this. There's something beautiful. I think uh, this company, like never before, had a poten- have have a potential 
to really send a powerful message uh, to uh, to the world, to to the cigar consumers. Now we can talk openly about our ethics, uh, our methods, uh, how we how we see things, how we conceive a product. Um, the, you know, before, and this is not a criticism. It's just like it is. It was like that. You know, we we never had like a full control of our narrative, like full control of our uh, of our marketing budget or marketing decisions. Now we do, and uh, and I see this as a, as an amazing opportunity. Although we've been planning this for a long time, uh, I I can tell you that some of the situation is contributing for us to really go to the next level and speed up some certain things that we are uh, planning to do maybe next year, but now we decided to do it now. When I say, for example, that we have a dream team and we have like Ed Trevino working with us now, uh, this is just the beginning. Uh, Ed, of course, we're not disclosing yet, but Ed is already working with some amazing, you know, notable people that, uh, that are already on board. We just decided not to announce it yet. Oh, so there's uh, more and, to come. And like, there's way more to come. We have a we have a very strong uh, CFO and COO that's coming to uh, to work with us. Uh, it's a guy that uh, he is involved in the cigar industry uh, at a certain level, but actually his involvement into the corporate world is uh, much bigger, and he brings a lot of experience. He brings a lot of know-how. He's one of the guys that. Uh, you read the name in a Forbes or reading a, in a you know in kind of mainstream publications. He's a he's a, a huge asset for us. So he's the guy leading all this process, and people have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. But there's a whole system uh, that's been created that we believe have never been used before that will come out uh, very soon. So there's a lot of exciting things coming, and uh, of course we come from this place of the conflict and the narrative is always around that. But from here, there's so many amazing things happening. Um, and uh, and I think the retailers, the cigar consumers, they'll benefit from it in every possible sense. Well, we're really excited to see how you guys continue to grow and, and continue building on your, your your new journey, your new, um, your new path and um, being fully vertically integrated and on your own now, and uh, you've already te you've already teased that there's more people to come, uh, and I know you won't share that with us, but that's fine. We eagerly await to hear who the rest of the Dream Team will be. Um, I do want to take a break real quick. We're going to hit our news segment, and then after the news, um, I got a couple of uh, cigar-related questions in terms of you know some of the stuff you're working on and some of the tobaccos you're working on and stuff like that. Um, so let's hit that really quick. Our news segment is brought to you once again by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official McAuliffe ambassador where you'll get your ambassador number and coin. And while you're at it, head over to the McAuliffe ambassador Facebook group where you can smoke along, socialize, share photos and videos with your fellow ambassadors of all things McAuliffe Cigars. Uh, this week, we got news from Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley Cigar Co. announces the upcoming release of Reclaimed. The Alec Bradley Cigar Company today announced the pre-sale of its upcoming U.S. exclusive release, Reclaimed, a limited edition seven-pack sampler presented in a real factory-worn cigar mold emblazoned with the Alec Bradley Reclaimed logo. Only 800 individually numbered, highly collectible Reclaimed sets containing one six-and-a-quarter by 54 <laughs> Figurado iteration each of Black Market, Medalist, 
Prisons, pres, uh, I can't even talk today. Prensado, Magic Toast, Max, Gatekeeper, and Tempest will be sold. The sets are scheduled to arrive to Alec Bradley appointed U.S. tobacconist ahead of the holiday season. Now, if you head over to SmokingTobacco.com, you can read this uh, in our news section. It should be right on the homepage. But um, There's I don't. It's a beautiful ha- picture of the box as well. Oh yeah, it's right there. It's it, it is. It's a it's a real it's a factory used mold, uh, and it looks like they they just cut out a part of the mold. To, to fit the cigars and they lay in the opposite direction uh, and then the mold kind of just sits on top and closes uh, and it's cool that, that's and and it it definitely is going to be collectible that's going to be one of those things that um, you know years from now you'll you'll be somewhere and they'll be like hi hey, did you guys ever see this Alec Bradley thing and someone will pull this thing out and you'll be like oh man that's awesome and um, so that'll be cool uh, definitely check that out but you can read more about it there's a lot more information on that at smokingtobacco.com um, let's head over back to Luciano. Uh, I have a couple of questions about some of the stuff he's working on. First of all, Luciano, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, you talk about being down on the farm, you talk about the whole process, right? The growing and, and how much you like to be involved in that. Um, so most people who don't know, you know, the, the growing season is about to begin. You know, you don't grow in the summertime. That's really the off season. Um, uh, so going into the, the growing season, are there any new tobaccos that you're trying to work with this year, you know, going into the growing season that you're going to be planting and, uh, you know, different varieties that you haven't worked with before that you're looking at exploring this year? Yeah, we, in fact, we, uh, we've been discussing, I'm here actually uh, in, uh, in this beautiful place here, Bello Cigars uh, in uh, Little Havana, Miami right now. Uh, and he was generous enough to allow me to use the Wi-Fi here, stay here at the store. Uh, these guys make amazing products out of Bello Cigars in Nicaragua, too. And uh, the reason I'm mentioning him is because we were just discussing, and he's actually right here with me. We're just nice. discussing about, um, you know, uh, the farming operation that we have. And we're talking about seeds and talking about different uh, strategies for the season. Uh, and I was telling him what's going on in Jalapa. Uh, because of the the torrential rains that we have this year and last year and the year before with the hurricane uh, there was a lot of sand that came down the river to the valley a lot of sand some of the rivers uh had like you know uh dam natural dams that, that were built because of the storms oh, okay. uh, and, and the, the, there is a lot of uh um uh you know farmers who use the water from the river uh, to irrigate uh, the plantation. And with the water, all that sand is going to uh, to the fields. So that's changing the soil composition a lot. Uh, what we noticed on the fermentation in the past two years is that if, if we ferment for too long, all the thin tobacco, which is the volado and the seco, that's that's uh, you're basically losing a lot of the flavor and a lot of the uh, of the aroma and the strength. So it's interesting to really uh, observe how those natural changes. Uh, you have to adapt. You have to uh, uh, sometimes, you know, have a more dynamic approach in how you uh, what kind of seeds you use in that soil. How can you actually? Uh, sometimes we recover the soil or, or you know, work it with the different seeds to achieve that same 
a strength or the same flavor that you're looking for in a tobacco. Or if you, sometimes you have to shorten the fermentation period, extend fermentation, the fermentation period. It's a very dynamic science. And that's, that's one of the, the things that gets me extremely excited. Uh, so we decided, I, this is an operation that I do on my own. So I decided to uh, work with local farmers there and uh, finance them uh, to produce, uh, you know, the tobaccos that we need. And with that business model, we provide the seed, we provide uh, all the uh, all the fertilizers or everything that's necessary to grow the tobacco. We do it in our own way. Um, and we are, uh, you know, uh, focused right now in really find that sweet spot out where we can get the best out of the Jalapa uh, tobacco right now. So being very much focused on that and focus on uh, our farming Pueblo Nuevo, uh, that I said, we're we expanding, we, uh, we, we are associating with another grower there too. So we can, uh, we can also, uh, you know, develop a little synergy where we can provide the seeds that we use, some of the technical knowledge that we have, you know, sharing information, getting information from him as well. Uh, so it is a very exciting time of the year. It's when we start doing the semilleros, where we do the, the, the nursery, where we grow the, the seeds. And in a few, uh, in a couple of months, we're going to start planting. So Pueblo season starts in December. Then in February, we start we start with immediately with Jalapa and Esteli. Oh, okay. So, yeah. We're also working with local farmers down in Masatepe. It's a, it's a region that... Not many people talk about CAO launched a, a cigar not too long ago using that tobacco. They have a different type of fermentation. They they do the stock cut. They cut the, the entire stock and ferment, uh, you know, basically in holes in the ground. So we buy the tobacco. We finish the fermentation for another six months, uh, and then we use that tobacco in uh, certain new uh, experiments that we are we are making right now. Yeah, and and I have to say, you know, one of the things that um, I'm sure was an experiment at, at one point in time, which is now out and available, uh, was the Mass Igneous, which is is one I definitely wanted to talk about tonight um, before we ran, you know, before we got out of, ran out of time and ended the show. Uh, the Mass Igneous came out, uh, or we we first saw it at the PCA this year, uh, where you were, and uh, Nicole and I have since smoked them and fantastic cigar. Uh, but part of the Mas Igneous too is that that also was made in um, in parallel with the Mas Igneous wine, which is a Spanish wine, if I remember correctly, right? That's correct. And yeah. what, what 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 blend of wine? What kind of wine is that? So uh, it's from a region called Priorat. So Priorat is in in uh, in, in, uh, in probably about an hour and a half from Barcelona in the Catalonian side of the country. Okay. Um, and and it's it's well known as a being a small region that produces a very unique uh, density of wine. So anything that you grow there, even if you bring grapes, because they, they brought, you know, Cabernet, they brought some other, uh, uh, you know, barrels of grapes to the region, it behaves completely different than, than uh, you know, some French soil or some areas of Spain like Ribera del Doro or uh, or Rioja Alta, Rioja Baja. So it's a, it's a very unique region because the soil is basically made of rocks. It, it, so the in order for the vine to grow, 
she needs to put a lot of effort. It takes a long time to start producing the first fruits. You know, it's a very unique, uh, very unique soil. There's almost no water, so the yields are very small. Um, but Priorat is now one of the only regions in Spain that has what they call the DOQ, which is the denomination of origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ribera Alta, uh, uh, Ribera del Doro, and Priorat. So those are the only three regions. Everything else you drink from Spain is not actually from, uh, it's considered almost like table wine. So, and Priorat, it's probably right now the, the number one sort after uh, <coughs> wine in Spain. And it is, uh, it, it's a little more expensive than uh, some other wines, but it's very, very special. It's very bold, you know. Uh, the blends, they use uh, Carnigan, they use Grenache, uh, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's some Merlot as well. Okay. Uh, we are... One of, one of the only vineyards that produce a white wine from red Grenache, uh, which has got very much awarded. It's called uh, La Capeleta, and we have the V as well. We just got the wine enthusiast rating on the M, which is the, the Mazignos cigar, uh, I mean, the same brand that we use for the Mazignos cigar. We just got the 93 points from uh, wine enthusiasts and top 100 of wine enthusiasts, number 85. Wow. So that that so that wine is available in the U.S. It is now. Uh, it just arrived at Park Street, which is our importer and distributor out of Florida. Uh, that wine will probably start hitting the stores within the next few weeks. Uh, I think out of fifty states, it's on eight or seven. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but they are signing agreements with different uh, distributors. You know. Um, so it'll be rolling out. And I feel like we've had a lot of questions yeah. from people on where they could buy it when it becomes available. So we'd yeah. love to know because... Yeah, I think right now the best way... I don't Because every state has different laws about shipping wine, uh, you know, across oh, states. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, or in Massachusetts, like our, which is difficult. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when, when I, I used to live in Illinois and I always bought wine from uh, uh, wine chambers in New York. And they would ship to Wisconsin. They'll ship to, uh, you know, Michigan, but they'll, they'll not ship to Illinois. So I had to send the wine over to a friend of mine in Wisconsin and drive and, you know, <laughs> to the border, get the wine and bring it home. We do that with New Hampshire because uh, yeah. they'll send it to New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know that uh, if, if you can buy from Florida, it's already available at Park Street. And I think it's in their website, too. Is it going to be available from, like, big retailers like Total Wine and places like that? At some point, do you know? Yeah, I, I mean, Park, Park Street is a it's a very large, it's one of the largest distributors in the country. So they do distributors for ABC, for, uh, you know, beanies and stuff. So I, we, we assume it will. Uh, it's a, some of the wines are in that range of the, you know, let's say between uh, $25 to uh, $30. You know, okay. that's kind of the entry line. Um but most of the wines are over like fifty dollars. So this is this, of course, it's not a uh, it's not a mass uh, offer, you know. So right. uh, I think I think I think our clients are more like probably the uh, you know the, the houses uh, that uh, they really care, like you know uh, rare wines. And 
I know that uh, I'll give an example in Germany where the product is uh, it's, it's widely yeah, distributed. Uh, I found our wine into the Moving Peak hotels, you know, and, and several like Michelin star restaurants. And, so we have the wine actually placed in very interesting, uh, you know, stores and hotels and restaurants. Yeah, so it's going to be so more, it's, it's, a, it's more of a specialty wine, I would say, or a specialty wine retailer. Yeah, it's not going to be a good, like a, it's, yeah. It's it's a good wine, you know, like you can buy wine that costs $40,000, you know, which is not the case. What we, what we have here, we have an offer of a very, very good wine that you can buy uh, for, you know, $25, $30, and you feel like you, you're, you're drinking wine that you pay a lot of money. Now, in terms of this, and in terms of the cigar, you so you blended that cigar to to go with the wine, if I'm not mistaken. And how did yeah. the idea of matching a, the pH? Because isn't that what you did? Yeah. You created the pH to match the wine. Good question. Yeah. So, I was just—it was the first time we did this. It was just an experiment that ended up working. That's what happened. You know, we, we had the challenge. The amber is not an easy wine to. Uh, to pair with with cigars, so my this my first decision was like if I can actually match that pH, everything else is going to be easier. Because uh, with wine, what really determines how you perceive the flavor is the level of the acidity. You know, if if it's over acidic, usually you won't be able to detect any other flavor because the acidity is taken or the sharpness is taken away everything. You know, very similar to cigars too. Like if you uh, to blend a cigar just using, you know, uh, jalapa becomes extremely one-dimensional. And if you add like umetep and jalapa, it will be so sharp that you're not going to be, you know, it's not going to be so pleasant if you just have those two tobaccos in, in large quantity together. Correct. Uh, with, the, with the wine, uh, with the cigar, what we did, we tested the pH of the leaves in two ways. One was before the combustion. So we'll get the blend. I'll get a cigar, you know. Put all the leaves together, and I'll do a warm brew. I'll make a, a, a tea out of that, uh, out of that, uh, yeah. out of those leaves. And I used uh, uh, neutral uh, pH water to do that, and and you see, you know how the how the pH would behave. And then we'll get the ashes after the combustion, and we'll test the pH of the ashes as well. Because, you know, one thing is, is the cigar uh, without the combustion. And then after, after you know, reacts, after be becomes, you know, carbon dioxide and the reaction with the oxygen, the pH changes. So what's that pH, you know? What, what's the pH of that smoke? It's, it's really difficult. I don't believe there's any equipment where you can really test the pH of the smoke. So we have to test the pH of the ashes and have an idea and by proximity, trying to really reach that same uh, level of pH of the wine, which was a lot of fun because we adapted uh, uh, swimming pool uh, test kits, and uh, you know, it was kind of almost like going back into uh, my high school, you know, lab days. You know, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was, uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then after we find the pH, that's when you start playing around with uh, with flavors. How can I create a contrast? to hang in certain flavors without changing that pH. And then comes by just kind of try and error, you know. You know, it's funny, we, like, we, we've heard we've heard people talking about the pH in cigar. There's a couple of there's a couple of brands out there. 
Um, and, and maybe you know some of the people I'm talking about, but there's been a couple of people out there who have been, have been talking a lot about like pH and the tobaccos of their cigars and stuff, but they haven't really gotten into what that means. And so it, it's mm -hmm. nice. I'm glad you asked that question because it, it's really nice to hear you actually break it down and talk about it. Um, because it, it, it's, it's a topic that's come up in some circles. Like, why is this guy talking about pH? And like, what does that have to do with cigars? Um, and it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to hear you say, it's interesting to hear you actually be like, well, this is, this is how you test it. This is what it is. This is why. Um, so it was really nice to hear that. You know, everything, every flavor we perceive, you know, the, the, even the, the water you're drinking. The, the juice you drink in the morning, the orange juice you have in the morning. So uh, the pH is one of the factors that determine how the flavors will be perceived. You know, it's, it's the, it, and again, uh, depending on how much you're salivating, depending on the, 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 the salinity, uh, and that, that will kind of also uh, determine the pH of your saliva and how you be sensitive to certain flavors. Oh, okay. You know. So, and there's many aspects to it. Like if you, you notice that when you go to bed, usually you don't feel hungry at night, but you sometimes stay eight hours without eating anything, but you're sleeping. It's because there is a chemical balance in, uh, in your happening in your digestive system, your stomach, which is basically reducing all the acidity of your stomach and your saliva to a point where, uh, where you basically are, your palate is extremely sensitive. I know it sounds crazy, but if you want to smoke a very very mild cigar you understand that cigar wake up in the middle of the night and smoke a cigar the, the pitch of a saliva will be perfect for you to perceive things that are very kind of subtle oh that's why when you wake up a lot of people say oh my cigar in the morning is the uh has to be a mild cigar and then i grow you know strength as throughout the day yeah uh but actually before you ingest anything um Remember that you've been in, in fasting for eight hours. So when you stop that fasting, your brain immediately starts to produce acidity uh, for you to digest your breakfast, for the first food that you're going to put in your mouth. Mm -hmm. So your, your brain is, is producing all the enzymes that you need for mm -hmm. that specific process. So if you don't actually uh, drink or eat anything, the theory of the mild cigar in the morning makes sense. But if you had breakfast, actually, your saliva is extremely acidic uh, by the time you're eating. So then a strong cigar makes way more sense after breakfast than a mild cigar. Because now you can actually perceive the flavors a little better. So uh, it's, a, it's a fun topic, man. I, that's, don't, this, this type of thing is something that I'm fascinated by. And I, 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 I would just kind of talk nonstop about it. You tell me when to stop. No, no. <laughs> and it's crazy because I, so, you know, my day job is I manage a hair salon and recently there was mm -hmm. a product that came out and it, um, essentially there's a special shampoo to pH balance your scalp. And then this product is like, um, like a special patented peptide that works to reverse the damage in your hair and you have to pH balance mm -hmm. your scalp in order for it to be absorbed better. And, you know, pH is in every environment taste mm -hmm. skin yeah, absolutely water, everything yep yeah so that's why it, it was interesting to hear you talk about that and, and you, I've, I've heard about a lot of, a lot of ph in wines um it's it's something i don't hear a lot about in cigars um 
but recently we, we've heard a little bit of it and Fine. now even in your water the bottle yeah even the had. water i mean it's the uh yeah. the smart water the the nine plus ph yeah you know here's the thing is it has always been there the thing is we don't talk about it and but i, I have i have a theory that i have re repeated maybe over and over and people might are tired of listening to me talk about this but I think humanity is craving information, it's craving truth. There is, uh, we're living in times of complete uh, skepticism. People don't believe in anything anymore. They don't believe in religious leaders. They don't believe in cigar companies. <laughs> they don't believe in anything, you know? So whoever can provide real information, things that you can, you, you can deny, it's in front of your eyes and you know it's true. Whoever can do that will succeed in any business these days because there's this uh, crazy times that we're living right now where just people don't believe each other anymore. Everybody doubts everybody and- Nobody has credibility. Um, yeah, nobody, even people say they have, but they, but for some reason now we just don't believe in anything. Yeah, talking, including myself, you know, we became, we became skeptical, all of us. You know, if you compare how society was, uh, even subtle changes, right? I'm talking about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, my, my lifetime. I remember uh, listening to adult conversations when I was a kid and, and the type of, uh, of relationships that, that exist in our society, they, they, they're very rare today. You know, even in our cigar community, that used to be actually probably one of the one of the the communities where people still do business with a handshake. You know, now we don't see that anymore. What you see is uh, again, but what's the bright side of it? The bright side of it is that uh, we are all craving for truth, and it's almost like a, a it's bouncing back. You know, like. Uh, we, we don't think about it, but deep inside, it's almost like when I sit with someone that I can trust, you just relax. You're just like, man, this is so good. It be, it's so rare. You know, it's almost like you get a buzz out of it. You know, like you can actually trust someone. You can look at someone in the eyes and, and say, man, this guy is telling me the truth. In fact, I can see it. I can feel it. You know? Um, why I'm saying this, because it connects with the pH conversation. The more information we supply to the consumer, the better. There was a time where selling mystery sold a lot of cigars. Oh, just try this. What is in it? No, this is my secret. Don't worry about it. Just, just smoke it. You like it? You know? Matt Booth so still does that. That's, <laughs> that's, a lot of people do. That, that, that stuff, you know, used to sell a lot. You know, I understand Bad Booth because he's teasing, which is it's part of the game, you know. But at the end, if you want to create really like engaged consumers for the long term, provide information, tell them the truth. Don't say you're putting a tobacco mm -hmm. and, and change that tobacco or put something else or teach them how to learn, how to identify these flavors. Talk about the pH, talk about the salini, mm. explain to them why they salivate when they smoke the cigar and some cigars dry your mouth and why why he's getting chocolate notes out of the tobacco, why he's getting, uh, you know, 
sharp notes or, or floral or why what's causing that reaction what's causing that uh, uh, you know that experience so when you do that uh, I think you engage plants for life and that's been my experience if people ask me what's the reason behind the growth of Ace Prime and our Luciano cigars it's because I traveled this entire country and I visit many stores I traveled every single one of the sales team uh, and Ed is watching he can tell you you know uh, what, what I do in my in my cigar events. Sometimes I get my own cigars and I break them apart. I'm not afraid of showing what's inside. And I rebuild that same cigar. Sometimes I blend with other cigars to prove a point or to prove... Or, or, and I don't even talk about my, my, my brands. I just talk about tobacco. But they never forget. And they know that if they're getting a product from us, they know it's real. They know we're not making shit up. We're not, you know, we, we create this hashtag that we say we are cigar makers. I'm sorry, and with all the respect to any brand owner, um, if you don't have a company that you can, you really control in terms of manufacturing, if you don't have, uh, if you're not there all the time visiting the factory, traveling and seeing what people are doing, if there's not that relationship, I don't think you can ever promise your clients uh, what kind of product you're selling. Right. And that's, that, that, that's why for me, uh, the, the verticalization of operations is extremely important. Extremely important. Yeah, you know, you we've, know we've, uh, we've had, we've had, we, we've had other brands on here and other manufacturers who are you know, vertically integrated and, um, you know, it, it's, it's, those conversations are interesting, you know, because you know they'll tell you all aspects because you know, they're involved in every step of the way. And 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 I'm not trying to say, you know, just to be clear, and you know, I'm not taking away from from people who are not vertically integrated. But when you are vertically integrated and you are in control of all aspects of it, um, you know, you have a lot more to it, right? You know, it versus you know, you just go down, and you maybe you look at the tobaccos, but you know, you're more in, into the, you know, you do the blending and and the post roll and, and the testing, and you kind of just take it from there. I mean. When you're involved from the seed to smoke, the whole process all the way, you know, like Steve talked a little bit about this last week, how, um, you know, he he is to an extent involved with, with, with you know, the seed and the growing, but it, it's more so for him in the blending and, and, and that part of it, um, which is where he's at and, you know, but, uh, it, you know, Nick Perdomo is another example. You know, Perdomo is very vertically integrated, and, and Nick, you know, is, is involved in every little step of the way. Every seed, he knows every seed mm -hmm. he's got and, and, and how he plants it and grows it. Then it comes to, you know, harvesting and fermenting, then the blending and the rolling and then the aging. And it's just every step of the way. You can control the whole process, right? Um, and there's, there is there is really is a magic and you always hear people say there's 300 hands to touch that cigar before you pick it up and light it and put it in your mouth uh, and that's true there's a lot of steps to it so uh, to, to what you're saying I, I think is is true and I think I think maybe part of it is with the with the digital technology that people have now they can go online and they can just look stuff up and I think that people think that they don't need you to tell them anything because oh well I know everything I can look it up online versus you know 30 years ago you couldn't really do that it was you had to go to the store and someone had to tell you like hey don't worry about the blend and they're never going to find out what it is because they can't go look it up online they just have to be like all right well he says it's good and he you know whatever and I'll light it up and either I like it or I don't now it, I think you know a lot of the retailers they you know, they come on the show where we have conversations with you know just off the air it's everyone comes into a store now and they think they know everything uh, some of them know some things, some of them don't, but it's, it's that, it's that perception of, 
while I can go online and educate myself, I don't need you to tell me anything. So I'll figure it out for myself. And I think that maybe that that new generation of having instant access to information, I think makes people feel that, um, you know, they, they can figure things out for themselves. You don't need to tell them anything, um, you mm -hmm. know, so to speak. So what, kind of what you yeah. were saying. Yeah, you're right. I think there's, there's that factor. I think a lot of people think that, uh, you know, they know everything and there's this this, this whole generation that, that think that, you know, access to information is just available everywhere. But the thing is that the cigar culture built, uh, uh, you know, I mean, a, a, a cigar, a vertically cigar, uh, I'm talking about, uh, there is this, there is this, uh, this idea that uh and again i'm not deviating the subject there's there's a there's a connection I'll, I'll i'll make in a little bit i think the the idea that uh you can be just a brand owner um and you can just uh you know make products with with any factory what really matter is your brand your brand is strong enough to survive without with any factory can make your product right i think that idea worked for many years when again people didn't have access to much information and you just sell mystery then it's it was, was much easier before also remember that during the cigar boom of the the 80s uh the 90s uh how many brands existed you know, oh, a fraction you could of actually, there is today, yeah. you know, like you could just remember, you can even remember the brands that exist at the top of your head right now. I don't even know, man. I went to the trade show this year and I saw so many brands that I never heard before. And I, and I'm happy because they are, you know, I'm again, I'm not criticizing people who just own brands. Don't, don't take me wrong. Uh, but that aspect of guaranteeing to your consumer, what are you really delivering? I think these days are extremely important. Is extremely important. Absolutely. That's why I think you know. Uh, I'll give you actually a, a bright and good example of a brand owner who became uh, vertically integrated somehow, without necessarily having to be you know in a factory operation all the time. A good example is Alec Bradley. You know, like Alan Rubin, he was so smart because he started partnering with different manufacturers. He started buying tobacco. He started uh, investing, funding uh, uh, some some factories, and now he has 100% of control. So he knows that people are delivering, uh, you know, what he wants. So now he can guarantee what's being delivered. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, this industry is very uh, very interesting, you know. And I, I know a lot of people who who know how to navigate this really well, you know. So yeah, no, it's especially. Yeah, we are excited with 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 our, with our uh, you know with this approach now for the uh, for the distribution. You know, uh, it is it is the last step that we we need to take. Yeah, it's that next step that really kind of brings it full circle for you guys, and you you have that full control and and everything you were talking about. It it you know it sets you up to. It's a new chapter. It's a new chapter. Yeah, uh, it'll be great for you, and I think that you've done a lot of good things already, and. Uh, it, It'll just keep on getting better, as they say, right? Um, but you know, we, we are we are running out of time here on the show, so 
uh, I I always hate to just end it. You know, it's it's never fun. We could we could go on for hours, and we could be like Cigar Coop. You know, we could be on here for three and a half hours. Um, yeah, <laughs> I tease him. I love Coop. He knows that. I, lo I love him. I love him. Um, so, sometimes I enjoy staying for longer. You know, sometimes you know it becomes a little difficult, but I I'm enjoying the conversation a lot, guys. Oh yeah, so no, cool. yeah, we you know like I said we. Uh, We've been we've been wanting you to come on the show for a while now, and um, just been really impressed with a lot of the stuff that you've been doing. And obviously, everything that's happened in a few weeks is is a hot topic too. But you know, more so just about you and the cigars that you make and the tobaccos you're working with and the changes you are making um, to continue to grow the company. I think is great, and it's it'll be exciting to watch um, the new stuff that you guys have coming. You know, and just where it goes from here, because um, like I said, we're excited and we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, before we do sign off the show, uh, any anything else that you wanted to, uh, any statements or anything you want to add or anything you may want to promote or tease uh, before we sign off, uh, the, the floor is yours. No, brother, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. I think uh, we are navigating uh, through some turbulent waters, but we are navigating uh, with, with a hell of a ship. And also uh, to the right direction as well. Oh, well said. Yeah, we look at the, we look at the horizon, and and the horizon is beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Well, we wish you nothing but the best. Um, and uh, you'll be at TPE in 2023. Yes. So see, that's that's another thing that we can confirm. Yes, we will. You'll be at TPE, and then I, I assume PCA obviously next year too. Um, Absolutely. so we'll get to catch up with you at TPE. Um, one thing I will ask you before we go for TPE, mm -hmm. is there anything new we might see from you at TPE in any new cigars? A any... lot of things new. Oh, okay. So there's a lot to look forward to. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to your booth first. Yeah. Oh. So we're, we're going, we're going oh, to see Luciano. <laughs> there we go. I'll, te I'll tease another thing too. You guys will, sure. will hear very soon about, uh, private labels that we, that we manufactured. Okay. Uh, and, and some other brands that we have a very important connection with coming under the umbrella of Luciano Cigars Distribution. Okay. Okay. That's good. We'll look forward to that. I'm curious to see uh, what, what kind of other stuff you're working on too. Um, that's always exciting. But guys, that's that's really going to do it for us this week with Luciano. Luciano, thank you for being here with us. Uh, we really appreciate the time and we love the opportunity. Uh, don't forget to go on our YouTube channels and all of the podcast apps or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you can stay up to date on all of our episodes as well as the Spare Notes series episodes. And as always, head over to SmokingTobacco.com to read more news and information from the cigar industry. Uh, and you can follow along with all the updates from Luciano and everything he's going to do in the future. Uh, they'll be on there as soon as they're available. So thank you guys for listening and thank you for watching. Thank you for being here with us tonight. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.